Brand New Magazine and Podcast exist to inspire, motivate and invigorate women to step into their businesses as truly themselves. Full of real-life stories, practical solutions and inspirational ideas from fellow entrepreneurs, each issue has a different theme that showcases the many values, beliefs and morals that women build their businesses around today. So, be your business and brand you. With everything that has happened this year, 2020 could have easily been a year of disconnect and hatred. Instead, I have seen communities coming together and rediscovering their common humanity through connection and inclusivity. Each woman in this issue was chosen because they embody these beliefs, heart and soul, both personally and professionally. Welcome to issue one of Brand New Magazine and Podcast, The Together Issue. In this episode, you'll meet Kim of the Yaya Sisterhood. Kim's magnetic positivity is infectious. A guiding light for teenage girls on the cusp of womanhood, she embraces all it means to be a woman in today's society. With Kim guiding the next generation, there's no doubt the future will be female and amazing. Yaya Sisterhood is a really empowering space and it's come about because you have three young girls all at very impressionable ages what I would like to hear more about, and our audience probably doesn't know, is what Yaya Sisterhood is and how it came about. Okay, what it, Yaya Sisterhood is and how it came about. Well, Yaya Sisterhood, as it stands today, is a monthly workshop that, we, uh, that I run here in Cairns, Far North Queensland, for girls aged 8 to 12. We come together in circle. We explore topics like body positivity, social media safety, healthy friendships, uh, nutrition, um, that kind of stuff. It's all held in a circle setting. So we all sit in circle and we share a talking bowl around. Um, It is very much set up to be a safe and intimate space for girls. And how it came about is essentially off the back of having conversations with my own children where they were expressing their frustrations about friendships and being excluded from friend groups and kind of their confidence levels with their body and social media things as, you know, that started becoming part of their conversations at school. And I guess what happened from those conversations was I was realising that they might have been having this awareness through our own conversations at home. However, other girls were maybe not having the same conversations or expressing being able to have a space to express that with their parents or even the dialogue or awareness around things like what a frenemy is Um, and then I thought well what if there was a space where we could come together as girls and and not so much educate but just have a space where these conversations can even be had but I think the real spark because that was just an idea or even just a I wish that existed I wish I could enroll my children into something like that And it kind of sat in that way stagnant and dormant for a while until I myself sat uh, because I had spent time in my adult life um, being in women's circles through my 20s and through my pregnancies. And and I had witnessed the magic and the power that that happens and transpires when sitting in circle with women and everybody's there to champion one another on. You're there to hear people, see people, celebrate people. And there's that equality that's there in a circle. 
there is no hierarchy anymore. And what had happened was an older woman, I think she was around 55, she had expressed in the closing kind of sharing circle that I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish young girls could know this magic when they were younger. I wish that I didn't have to go through my teens, my 20s and motherhood all essentially alone. They were the words she used. I never really understood women coming together could be so nurturing in this way. To her, and like many of us, um, because of conditions, societal beliefs, you know, women are mean and competitive and spiteful and we gossip and we rumour and or send rumours and all that kind of stuff. And, and what she was saying was that she'd never really experienced women coming together in a sisterhood in that way, whereas I had been, I guess, a little bit luckier having had experienced it at 20 um, and in my 20s and moving forward. But then I realised, like, wow, what if my girls knew this? I mean, they'd heard it from me. They'd heard about women's circles. They'd seen it when I was pregnant with my third daughter. Um, we had a mother blessing circle. So they'd seen it. They knew it existed, but it didn't exist for them. And for my girls, I think they thought, well, that's something we get when we're older. Right now, we kind of have to deal with mean girls and gossiping. And then I was like, wait, no. <laughs> How about we stop and imprint now when you're 8, 9, 10, so that by the time you're 20, you've already fully formed and, and ready for this like full-on sisterhood as you all go through the season of motherhood or whatever is in, in your future. And then really it was one evening at home and I thought, it doesn't exist. It needs to exist. I have experience as a participant in this. Perhaps I might gather that and give it a try. And then the the name Yaya Sisterhood is actually coming off the back of uh, when I was pregnant with my third daughter. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a, I guess, a meme and it said uh, Yaya's and then it said a group of uh, three or more girls that come together to celebrate the glorious journey that is life, love, laughter or something to that effect and then I referenced my three girls as yayas from that day so I always knew when I was going to bring girls together that was it they were going to be a sisterhood and I would refer to them as yayas so that's essentially what started it off um, perhaps you could say it was my selfish own need needing somewhere for my girls to go um, but now I'm realizing having seen those girls in that space and the conversations that sparked from there that they get to bring home and bring to their schools and their friendship groups I know that it it just benefits everybody it benefits everybody this issue is all about connection and inclusivity and 2020 has been let's be honest a bit of a write-off for everyone it's been hard for people in so many different ways and I feel like it's brought people together right and we've started having conversations that we maybe haven't had I think I've talked to people more on the phone this year than I have oh my gosh for like the last five years I think we got to the point where disconnection was normal you know whereas COVID as much as we were apart it actually made us stop and it made us appreciate those things and so you're probably about to go into the space where you're about to get back into your zone of genius how excited are you and what sorts of things, conversations do you feel you'll be having with some of these girls about what's been happening over the last few months? Oh, yes. Firstly, COVID was a time. <laughs> that's it. Um, full stop. Full stop. That's it. That's the answer. Um, <laughs> but I'm so ready to be back in that space. I think what I'm ready for is knowing that these girls 
you know, they've all gone back to school after having a break. And in that break, they were spending probably more time with their parents than they have in a long time. But then also, re- and they, at first, it might have been a relief. Like, oh, I didn't have to deal with the girls at school or the boys at school or the teachers or the homework. Well, that was definitely the feedback from my eight-year-old. <laughs> um, but moving outside of that, I could see her, even her need for connection and friendship and having conversations with people that were, you know, her age or her interests. I think going back into that space with the girls, what I'm ready for is, well, the need for them to all be just around each other and and hugging um, and sitting near each other. And leading up to what was COVID, the last couple of workshops, I made sure to really reiterate that when you walk in these doors, that outside world doesn't exist. You're not the school captain anymore. You're not the girl that gets A's or you're not the girl that gets bullied and you're not you know, the weird girl that has been ostracised since prep or anything, all those labels go away. You're not your mum's eldest daughter who's her helper. You're not the grumpy big sister. You're, you're none of those things. This is your space to just be without the labels and everybody's equal in this space. And I think coming back, I think that's what they'll be most looking forward to, being able to like, whoa, that, that was a time. And um now we're back in a space where all of that stuff doesn't exist because they would have had this quick injection back to school post-COVID and probably haven't had time to really recalibrate into who I am and they've had to shift back to, you know, homeschool life or home life back into, oh, wait, I'm that girl again, you know, I'm, I'm the academic girl or I'm the tomboy girl. So I really think the space coming back will be, for all of us, a recalibration of sorts to find our groove again and for them to just know, oh, wait, this exists. This exists again. There is a space for me to just be. That, I think, is what we're most looking forward to. I mean, I could have uh, reintroduced the the workshops a bit earlier than what I have post-COVID, but I knew it would hinder the integrity of the circle, which is connection at its core. Sitting in circle, being able to hold hands with the girl next to you, being able to swap your artwork with the girl next to you because that's a component of the workshop. We always do a craft and I get them to not only analyse or um, complement their own work but also you know someone else in the circle or usually the person next to them and, and all those things we wouldn't have been able to do if I had to go by the guidelines of hygiene and, and things what? yeah and and being able to be 1.5 meters yes. away from people at all time doesn't really facilitate hand holding no so I do I do feel like everybody myself included are just looking forward to being back in a space where we can just be one without labels one without the fear of the outside world and if I touch this someone might get sick one without the labels of oh we're back at school I need to be back on my game you know and they might have realized that friends they thought were friends in the COVID break are maybe not friends or maybe they realised friends that they thought weren't friends they really missed in the COVID break and it, it would just be a chance for us to um, be back in the space and connect and kind of instill that awareness again of self and friendships. Now as a fellow parent of a girl who is very shall we call it high-spirited I love what you do so my youngest my only girl has pushed me every single step of the way it has been a journey of self-discovery for myself as well um I feel like as as I've seen what she is going through it has pushed me to actually learn more about myself and more about and encourage myself to be stronger for her I often 
you know, I'm really hard on myself in that space. But a lot of it comes from I was one of those girls when I was younger that I had undiagnosed anxiety. I was always the high strung girl. You know, I was always the energetic girl. I was always the one that went full tilted everything. And if I'm honest, the world really smacked a lot of that out of me, you know, until I've come full circle again and I found myself. And we were talking earlier about the have-tos and the shoulds in business. And I feel like it's really powerful and it has been on my own journey to step into myself. Everyone knows I'm not afraid of colour now, possibly curse at the most inappropriate times sometimes. And I love a cheesy dad joke. Those are all things that are just intrinsically me. But when it comes to a business, the shoulds, the coulds, the woulds, the maybes, all of those things just feel so ingrained into that space. You mentioned earlier to me, um, before we, we jumped on, that there's a lot of other people doing what you do in this space. So how have you branded what you do differently? Oh, well, first I thought you were talking about my spirited, also six-year-old daughter, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but going on that question, I think it's important to note that Australia does as it stands, has already some phenomenal youth programs for young girls, for teens, for tweens, in that industry of girl power and girl empowerment. How I, however, have chosen to move forward with the Yaya Sisterhood is just also sticking to what is me. So the workshops that are currently kind of operating really well and vibrantly and successfully are you know a lot of their branding and marketing is very pink is very girl power using those kind of powerful statements like well yeah the classic girl power girl gang girl squad I can do this and I can do that and body positivity I love me and very strong in in presenting their workshops in that way in a very educational format for me I like to and I make sure this is woven throughout my copy that I'm not there to educate anybody on a particular topic or theme I'm there just to facilitate a space that is safe and open where we can explore these topics and themes so within my branding I guess I've just kept it as me so what you see on that social media the way I talk the way I show up on stories or a selfie or even a branding shoot it is exactly what you would meet see if I said let's meet for coffee on Tuesday at 9am that's that's what you would get. Not to say that the other businesses don't operate in that way. There is in this industry, you know, a kind of energy and a power and, and that kind of vibe and that pace where it's up, up, up and go, go, go and, and walking in on stage with a Bluetooth, you know, headset and, okay, girls, everybody up and at them and, and you know, and, and some bedazzling lights and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the Yaya Sisterhood is almost on the other side of the spectrum. It, it, it is a... Um, while still, you know, and I've been very conscious about making sure the landing page for everything is yellow and bright and fresh and clear. You know, I don't want people thinking this is a sad space to come into, but it definitely is, you know, that's still young and fresh space. But I have definitely decided to just stick with what is me. The business is synonymous with who I am as a person. For, for, for the most part, yes, absolutely. And I think it's important to, to go through that way because the vision and the values that I hold with the IR Sisterhood, if I can hold on to that and anchor into that, then I can continue to show up in that way. If I was to show up in any other way with, 
with the big bedazzling lights and okay girls today we're learning about our bodies and can you say body (laughs) body Um, I feel like it would be cringy for everybody and not to say that I don't do cringe things there are definitely some okay girls let's do this but but it's all within that construct of this is a girl's circle and and in a girl's circle you know this is this is we're coming together we're a sisterhood we're not here to sit in a group and and all look at the leader at the front and and learn things um I really wanted to shift away from that construct because that still to me is like okay we're in a classroom setting or a workshop setting uh that's why I flip between the two I interchange workshop and circle just to remind everybody that you know this really is a way of way of being I guess I want this to be normal like girls coming together and how I see the future of Yaya sisterhood growing is it it is important for me to stay as myself move through business as myself so that the values the values stay and I'm anchored to that and after meeting you today I can honestly say your branding is so you through and through like (laughs) I I follow you on Instagram and it's sunshine it's spiritual it's connection it's it's not forced happiness, it's more of a peacefulness that I get from you and I get from that space and I feel like that's something as a teenager and as a young girl, it wasn't understood back there. It's a generational thing, like, yes, I, I suffered for of anxiety through my, my teenage years and into being an adult, but there wasn't a language to use around those things as a young girl and I want so much more for my daughter. I want her to be able to have the words to express herself, but also have the power to know herself and be be content enough in herself that when she needs to step up or she needs to speak up or she needs to comfort herself, she's got that knowledge. There's that mindfulness about it that for so many years, I feel like I just threw myself at the world. Whereas I want girls out there to understand like, you know how everyone says as you edge towards 40, you basically, you just like stand up and stand out as yourself because you've got zero fucks to give, <laughs> basically. Yes. I want girls to be able to have that power, that knowledge that who you are right now is exactly who you need to be. Yes, 100%. So, oh, yes. So the language I use in the workshops and I guess through the branding and the business is tools giving girls the tools we have a tool belt let's add to that tool belt which is also how I structure the workshops and the themes so the tool we might be learning in this workshop is affirmations the tool we might be learning in this one is how to have honest conversations and communications the tool in this one is maybe self-love or those kind of things going off everything you just said is showcasing that dialogue to the girls they uh one very prominent and i could it's just so important to me i wrote a post about it the other day we explored the term passive aggressive in a workshop and it was something that you could see the posture of some of the girls as I was explaining, hey, have you ever had this happen to you? And, you know, I did a mini role play of a passive aggressive situation between two fake people. The posture and, and the kind of eyes that, you know, shot up and looked at me as if to say, wait a minute, I know that feeling. That has happened to me. That does suck. And being able to share things like a term like passive aggressive, it's definitely normal with my conversations with my children, but judging from the 20, 
five girls looking back, it, it was almost as if to say, we'd never had a name for that before. And now that we have a name for that, it's labeled and we know what that is. And when that happens again, and then I also, you know, we spoke about, okay, how can you call out passive aggressive behavior when it's happening to you? Or how can you call yourself out when you are behaving in a passive aggressive way? Because that's what I like to also create in this space is we can't just assume that we're the only ones being bullied or blah, blah, blah. There have been times, you know, in the circle where I'm aware of a girl because of her parents have told me, okay, so my daughter is a bit of a bully and the teachers have said she's a bully or, you know, she's she's been instigating situations at school. So when we speak of those things, I always flip, flip things back to, okay, I have maybe done this and, and how hurtful that could have been to somebody else so I think creating these conversations and and giving these things like passive aggressive words a meaning to them something that these girls can go and recognize in in the future will then maybe you know imprint them to to not further that kind of behavior with other people or allow it and be able to say like no I don't stand for that and that's what I like to bring it back to I am worthy of xyz And that's what pretty much the synopsis of every workshop is. I am worthy of good friends. I am deserving of good friends. You know, I am worthy of loving myself. I am worthy of all the things, just all the things. Mm. And I think having these girls know that at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like what a movement that will make if these 12-year-old girls are then going into high school and going, actually... I know what that behavior is, that's passive aggressive, or you're excluding, or you're ghosting, and that's a frenemy, or, you know, that's unhealthy social media use. If they could start calling this sort of behavior out and having an awareness and a responsibility around it, that's what I like to share is we can have self-awareness and we also have self-responsibility for ourselves and how we move through the world. And if everyone took responsibility for themselves, maybe there'd be a lot less friction. I feel like if <laughs> someone had had this exact conversation with me as a teenager or as a tween, as they're called these days, I could have saved myself a lot of yeah. heartache in my twenties. <laughs> yes, and and this is what I like to share with them. I bring so so my secret, not so secret, is that my eight-year-old version of me sits in that circle every workshop. And when I deliver, I'm delivering it for what she would have wanted to hear, what she needed to hear. And I didn't have friends at eight. You know, I went through, you know, a marriage separate, my parents' marriage separation. I moved across the state. I was constantly the new girl, constantly the weird girl, the chubby girl, the girl with brown skin, all all the things back then in the 90s. And being in this circle with this space, it that's, that's me, my eight-year-old me with my friends. But at the same time, the 33-year-old me is saying, girls, you are worthy of this. You know that, right? You know, the, the world is going to tell you otherwise. But from experience, because I'm on the other side now, this is the deal. And, you know, kind of throw it at them, but in a intimate workshop, fun and safe way, Um, even though it's completely driven by my own, you know, need for healing that part of my childhood. But what I'm seeing my own girls go through, you know, even though they do come from a very well-rounded and um, emotionally supported home, they still are dealing with friction on a daily basis. And to be able to have a space that these girls are learning that awareness and their own magic from 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it just like blows my mind what could be. And it just imprinting, that's the word, imprinting. I'm not there to give anything, just to, you know, little seeds 
that may grow for them to just know the magic that is them now today and some of them need different visualizations or words or tools to figure that out and I like to think we have a whole you know well-rounded way of doing that each workshop but I think their favorite is when I share with them what I was like at an eight year, as an eight-year-old girl and my, my daughters who attend, my eldest and my middle daughter, when I share about, oh, well, I was really chubby and I had an awful haircut and I looked a bit of, mm, like a potato. <laughs> and, and you see these girls because they see me now as 33 and I've you know got wavy hair and I'm there and I'm smiling in a pretty dress and I seem confident and educated and all the things and they're like, oh, there's a really cool, cool woman. What do you mean she was a potato? My two daughters without... Every, every time without fail, we'll say, it's true. <laughs> she was a potato. We've seen the photos. It's true. And I think not to say anyone in the circle is a potato, <laughs> but to, it gives them that kind of relatability. Like, oh, you were awkward and young. and It's the me too yeah, moment. Yeah, the me too moment. And having 25 sets of eyes looking up at you going, whoa, me too. And, yeah. and for me to be able to say, yes, me too and you'll get through it, and you're not alone. And that's... And I feel like as women in business, the space you are in, I mean, we've both been floating around each other in the in the cans pool of businesses in the last few years. And as a woman in business, those Me Too moments are really powerful, aren't they? When you start to find your tribe and you start to... That connection and that inclusivity is so essential so that you don't feel alone and that you sort of you've got the people to celebrate with and you've got the people to commiserate with when things are potentially turning pear-shaped how important is your support network to you as well I'm so happy you asked that question (laughs) I could not shout it any louder from the rooftops how 100% essential it is to have that support network of the me too's and the you go girl and there you are not alone I and I know this isn't everybody's flavor and jam when it comes to business but I am a hundred percent I have been so honest from the beginning everything from my first crappy little logo to um, how I was printing things for a dollar twenty at office works and everything was just you know clunky and and I shared every step of the way every time I came across a new resource I would share straight away and that has been my own need and process to do that but the amount of feedback I get oh thank you so much or I followed them and thank you so much because me too because me too I didn't want to come online in a space that already glorifies the laptop lifestyle I did not want to be another one of those Um, because it's not that. I have been in Bali with my laptop working and it's definitely not a glorious time (laughs) at all. I didn't think, oh, this is my office today. This is great. I thought this still sucks because I'm in Bali still working. And I don't have a cocktail (laughs) on my hand and I'm not getting a massage. (laughs) Exactly. I think it was really important for me to continue being honest, even as the Yaya Sisterhood brand begins to grow and and generate success. I still think it's important to be honest about those processes and finding that in other people online, other people being honest, other people saying today sucks, other people saying I lost a client or I lost big money or I made a mistake or I have terrible follow through because I definitely, that is me. (laughs) You know, I leave emails, I don't open them until I'm kind of ready and then I've my first line is always apologies for the delay apologies for the delay and until I kind of work the muscle memory to get out of that 
I'm very honest about that's where I'm at. And I wouldn't be able to be honest about that if I didn't see other people being honest about that. And I'll never forget when one of my kind of favorite businessy coach mentors was sharing online about her at the checkout and her card declining because the reality is she would generate money and put it back into her business and all this kind of stuff. I feel like in Cairns, we're quite lucky. There is a big collective of people, you know, Cairns is so heavily based on small business. And I think it is important that we remember that, that some people might be at phase one or concept phase, startup phase, and others are, you know, launching or beyond and are scaling in huge ways. But I think for me, if I didn't see other people being honest about their journeys and those me too moments, I don't know how far along my own journey I would be because I would be stuck wallowing in my own space of self-doubt and anxiety and how come her social media grid looks so great but having people go my social media looks so great because xyz and that was like oh wow and and just that whole I am actually I am the hugest fan of appreciation posts shout outs retagging and resharing even if it's something minuscule like I loved this donut from blah 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 and if just one person saw that I'm gonna get a donut from there that helps that small business have one more person get a donut from there and I think that it's that six degrees of separation, yes. but by business. Yes. Right? I think that's how I found you, was because we both followed the same person on Instagram. Oh, that person got tagged. Or, oh, that person looks great. I'm going to follow. Oh, I love that story. And so it starts to foster this really positive space. Yes. And I, I mean, you would know this more than most. Positivity fosters positivity. Yes. Just like realness also fosters realness. Yes. You know, like, we're all just people. I feel like... So many of us have been stuck in a corporate grind where we have been told to fit into this perfect cookie cutter mold, right? And there's a set of rules and that's this is the way that your career progression is going to go. It's really freaking powerful to actually be in charge of that yourself, but it's also really, 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 really scary. I think when you actually start to step into that space for yourself, you've got to rediscover yourself in a way. It is like a personal development journey, yes, that coincides with business, yes. it That is a hundred percent, a million percent that, everything you've just said. And um, every single time I invest in myself in my business. So I went through a coaching course and loved it. It was women, like you said, in various different stages and we shared the lows and we shared the highs. And part of this course was a really big mindset component. And there was part of me that's like, I'm totally going to get through those mindset modules in like two weeks. Watch this. No. When I dug deep and I broke down some of those values that had crept in from a corporate world, the belief system that my teenage years had installed in myself and broken down some of the things that probably weren't the nicest or the most positive. Once I started taking ownership of that, every single time, I took ownership in my business as myself. Everything just went zoom. It just went flying. The fact that these young girls are going to have that skill set to go out into the real world. Seriously, the future is female. (laughs) Buy the shirts, get the jacket. The future is female. 100%. I think what happened very early on in the Yaya, I guess, building phase, I had uh, set up my initial first workshop back to myself and thought, okay, I'm going to do this. Did it. 
generated a lot of interest and a lot of success and great testimonials and then I did nothing for eight months because I thought I need my logo to be perfect I need my grid to be I need to be perfect you know I need a blow dryer and (laughs) I need power suits and I need you know everything to be shiny and I need a white an interactive whiteboard at these workshops and I was basing that off a the comparison of other successful you know youth wellness and development workshops and basically business women thinking that the word business meant suit and blow-dried hair and basically all those traits that I didn't feel that I had yet when working on mindset things like you said you know and having to really dig deep it's like I do have those let's give those parts of me a chance to shine and, and build those parts up which then obviously translates into the circle space with the girls. Everything that gets shared and explored and discussed and communicated in those circles is 100% what I feel like you would have experienced as a child, I would have experienced as a child, and what we all would have needed as children. So 100% the future is female, and I'm not sorry about it. Preach it, sister. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about our amazing contributors, don't forget to check out www.brandumagazine.com.au. Also, stay up to date on our socials and see all the new bits and pieces that are coming out over the coming months. And remember, be your business, brand you.